Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Ray, and today I'm delighted to be here with Catherine Niesel. And Catherine is an international coach and healer. She's based in Berlin in Germany, and she works with female entrepreneurs to release success and money blocks on the subconscious, energetic and karmic realm. Catherine, thank you so much for being here with us. It's so lovely to have you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate um, yeah, yeah, the opportunity. Thank you so much, Sandra. So what I want to do is just to explain a little bit to everyone about you, about your journey to becoming a coach and healer and how you became an international coach and started focusing on working with female entrepreneurs to release these success and money blocks. So maybe start with yourself and how you started out. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it started with my self-healing journey, which probably started um, around about 15 or 16 years ago. And um, I remember by, by accident, I ended up going to a shaman with, who was rec- recommended to me. And I remember very instinctively the first session, I was like, wow, I want to do this. Like this was my initial reaction, like working with her and like the relief she gave me and all that. But uh, I also used to be a huge sabotage. I always like to uh, refer to myself as the queen of self-sabotage. So it took me quite some while, but um, somehow I was very inspired by that. And um, through her work, my business career in the corporate world really changed uh, from working in customer care, which you know was a good job, but it wasn't fulfilling. I eventually um, became an international trainer for self-leadership, self-management, time and task management, and project management. And I traveled um, you know, around the world to, um, you know, train other peoples and also coach them on that. But because of my private journey at the same time, um, I'm deeply involved with yoga. I'm a yoga teacher. I, um, you know, uh, dove into the spiritual world more and more because I instinctively also felt that this kind of like was the missing piece for me. And I, I, I used to be the typical uh, party girl, you know, in Berlin, like I would go from one party to another, you know, I have had lots of DJ friends. So this wasn't really anything I was, um, I thought about, you know, like this wasn't anything I was interested in. But as soon as I entered that world, I was like, that's it. That's what I've been missing, you know, and um So, and then while I was like traveling the world, being an international trainer and coaching young professionals to really, you know, lead themselves. And uh, I also knew that there was a very important aspect missing and that was the spiritual aspect. I was able to incorporate meditation a little bit into my trainings, but really what I really wanted to do, um, I wasn't able. So eventually I took the decision, I made the decision uh, to to leave this corporate job, which was, you know, very well paid and with an awesome company and all that. But I was like, no, this feels like a corset. I need to do what I want to do. And um, that was such a brave step. It's such a hard decision to make. 
Yeah, um, but looking back or during that phase, I also knew it would be more hard for me to stay where I am instead of following me. And I just like I actually picked a card. So I was like on my yoga mat and um, I have this like um, I'm very much connected to Archangel Michael Michael. And I used to pick a card every morning. And, um, and that morning I picked the card and it said, it is time to leave the negative situation. And I instinctively knew what it was meant to be. And at that said. stage, had you already started coaching and healing or was that like a sideline or where were you at? So I was a coach in my business life in the corporate world. I worked with lots of, you know, young professionals and coached them for many years. And I, um, in 2011, so this was 2018 when I made the decision to leave the corporate world. And in 2011, I was on sabbatical in India. As a yogi, I eventually was like, I need to go there. I just need to go to this country. And, um, And there I was introduced to Reiki. And had an amazing experience for myself. And um, shortly after that experience, I was offered to be trained or introduced to Reiki in India right away. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. This was like, wow. And then when I started working with my shaman, she also, I think it was either the first or second session, she, she said to me, like, you're supposed to do this. This is your job. And I was like, you know, like, I don't know about you, but... I was this typical party girl and then this shaman woman, you know, telling me like, by the way, you are also a healer. I was a bit suspicious. Like on the one side, I kind of wanted to do it. But on the outside, I was like, hmm. And when you started doing like the Reiki and the, the more the spiritual stuff, did you find the inclination to go and party was decreasing? Or were you still wanting to go out partying all the time? No, that had stopped before. Okay. That had stopped before um, uh, that, yeah, because I actually, like being the queen of self-sabotage, I, uh, one way I sabotaged myself very uh, deeply was like believing that I um, didn't belong, that I wasn't likable, that I wasn't lovable. So I completely re- retrieved myself from everything and everyone. And um, so the partying was kind of like a, something to distract me from my, you know, uh, I, 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 the reason I ask is when I was in college, I was the same. I was going out all the time. We were, you know, having loads of um, socials and, you know, every day was a weekend practically. Um, But I found when I started doing Reiki that suddenly I didn't have the urge to, go out or to drink alcohol and I just started retreating from that it just kind of was a natural thing it it just happened of its own accord and all my friends are like come on let's go let's party and I was kind of like no I don't feel like it it's it just wasn't giving me the same uh satisfaction I suppose or whatever I was getting from it before um so yeah it's interesting to hear your story and how that progressed for you yeah I mean I stopped partying. I was never super big on drinking, but I actually developed a kind of a drug habit. I used to, like in Berlin, I don't know how it is in Ireland, but in Berlin, everybody smokes pot and I became a big pot smoker, like weed, and um, which was basically my, the assistant of my self-sabotage because that allowed me to really, 
you know, just be by myself. Luckily, I have a dog. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably at some point in my life wouldn't have left my apartment at all. And I also always was a very active person. I always did my yoga. I always did my sports. But um, yeah, so even though I was doing the yoga, the Reiki, I on the other side was still like not really, I guess, believing in what I was feeling because I was so detached from myself. Um, so it's interesting. That, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, you, it's almost like this dichotomy where on one side mm-hmm. you're this like, coach going around coaching other people mm-hmm. and it seems that you were very confident in that but then on the inside you were feeling very insecure would that be mm-hmm. true yeah and I think this is like um, a friend of mine we always joke when we were little babies we fell into this like bowl of magic potion which infused us with super confidence so I was always since I'm a little child this super confident joyous uh, being you know Um, and I always loved life and that I guess is a reason why it took me so long that my self-worth how I perceived myself like whether or not I'm lovable whether or not I'm worthy whether I'm not being capable to succeed with anything um, you know that this couldn't hold up with my confidence and I think it must have been like I was probably 27 or 28 when I finally understood that there was quite a gap, you know, between my confidence and self-worth. And um, yeah, so it is quite an interesting, because I think most people who know me personally would have never expected, you know, me being, you know, having such low self-worth and um, these doubts about myself. And you're certainly not alone. I think so many people are going around with this facade and acting out these roles and pretending that they're okay and you know putting this face to their colleagues or their family or their friends whereas then they're on the inside in inner turmoil in some respect so I think you know nearly everybody has that on some level um, and it is certainly becoming more and more prevalent as we see people you know with stress levels and um, just the amount of pressure that people are under with work and of course with everything that's going on in the world um, you know with lockdowns and at the moment we're doing homeschooling and even though I teach you know meditation about an angels and I joke to my friends I'm like I'm just not cut out for homeschooling <laughs> it's just not my thing but Um, If I'm struggling with it, I can't imagine how other people are dealing with it who maybe don't have the tools and the resources that I would have to turn to. But you're saying you left your full time role and then you started out with your own business. Would that be right? Okay. so how did that go? Well, uh, not so good. (laughs) Because, uh, I mean, I already had done quite some work on my self-worth and self-perception and I already had dabbled into, you know, um, how to reprogram our minds, you know, by certain ways of thinking and, you know, introduce myself to NLP and stuff because I was a trainer for self-leadership. So, you know, this was something I was very much um, invested in. And because of that, I guess um, I stumbled across hypnosis and I did a a training. I don't know if you have heard about Marissa Peer, rapid transformational um, therapy. So I'm a, 
I'm trained uh, in rapid transformational therapy and um, but what I didn't understand or I guess there was like you know my confidence and having been this like trainer on self-leadership self-management project management I was like I can figure this out by myself I can do this this is like no problem um turns out yeah well not only there were so many things I had absolutely no idea about um but all the also on the other side I wasn't aware how deeply I was still sabotaging myself not trusting myself not believing in myself in my abilities you know it's a different thing I've been working in this company for 12 years. I was completely confident. Everybody knew me, you know, like this was my jam, so to say. But stepping out of this comfort zone and presenting myself where I, you know, with something I, which was so dear to my heart, that was a complete different story, you know. And um, so that was a very interesting phase of my life because for the very first time in my life, I actually experienced fear, like in a way I could feel it because before that I was like, oh, I'm not a fearful person. And, um, and this is where I also very actively work with angels and also other, um, say, um, you know, um, modalities to really let go of this fear and to eventually be able to become clear to see how I sabotage myself because self-sabotage comes in so many different ways you know, uh, especially when it comes to success in business for us women, because we have been pushed down for thousands of years, that um, I realized, and this is what I'm here for. And this is what I'm here for, to help other women to overcome, to really let go of these success blocks, and to be able to create the financial freedom we deserve and we desire and we want, because awesome women do awesome stuff with money. <laughs> So through overcoming your own patterns of self-sabotage, and I say overcoming, but of course, everything is a work in progress. I don't think we're ever done. Um, you know, we as coaches and healers um, are always working on our own selves first and foremost. And I love that, that you've been through it because it helps you to understand what other people are going mm -hmm. through. So you decided to focus on helping women who are going through these sabotage patterns and to work through them. And I'd like to talk about the way that kind of manifests because often self-sabotage, it's not something that we notice necessarily. Nope. It's something that's going on in the background but we can't really see it. So how does that show up for a lot of people? Are there main things that come up time and again, or is it different for everyone? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, there are typical signs like procrastination, for example, um, which is so ironic because when I used to be a trainer, you know, I would approach this from a log logical perspective, but procrastination um, in most cases is really a fear of success and or a fear of not succeeding um, but these two reasons especially when you are a confident ambitious woman who like this is what I'm supposed to do it's not obvious that there's a fear lingering inside of you um, a fear of success so procrastination is a very typical sign and it has nothing to do with being lazy or not being focused uh, it's actually mostly the opposite 
and I'm also reprioritizing like you make your list of to do's for the day and then you sit down and suddenly yeah but you know instead of doing this really important to do let's just work on the contracts first you don't have any content out there you don't have any clients but you decide to work on contracts first like the least important thing instead of for example creating content that converts just as an example or also a very common one um and you can meet that on any level of success is to constantly change strategies, <clears throat> excuse me, or ideas. Like you have this great idea, you think, oh my God, this idea will be my next big bang. And you <clears throat> start researching, you start working on that idea. And then when it gets maybe a bit more tricky or when it's like close to um, coming to an end and to release it, to publish it, whatever, you're like, oh, I don't know, it doesn't feel so good. And suddenly a new, way more awesome idea pops up and, you know, and then you just like let the old idea just like sit in the shelf and you jump onto the next idea without ever having the benefit of really, you know, uh, having success with it and also with business strategies. Changing so not, business following, strategies. not following through, it's that shiny object syndrome. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. And then there's another, um, and then there's another uh, very, I don't know how typical it necessarily is, um, but it's this, it's this, it has like these symptoms of like, I know everything better. I've done this. I know all about this. Like I also had, you know, like I used to be an international trainer for X, Y, and Z. Why should I need help? You know? And um, I've tried that. I wrote a book about this. You cannot teach me anything about this, uh, but the success doesn't show up or, you know, the success uh, didn't show up as expected. And you go like, and like, oh, I'm going to throw everything, you know, this doesn't work. And so like, it's basically behaving like a little kid who doesn't get the, the lollipop sh um, she or he wants. And, um, and then like, you know, being like upset about it. Um, in German, I call it Trotzkopf. I don't know if there's an English for this, actually. I don't know. It's funny. Germans have words for things that we don't have in English that yeah. um, I always find fascinating. Um, uh, but yeah, it's funny because I noticed what you were saying before, that um, when I started out, it's like that um, shiny object syndrome where there was so many things I wanted to do. And part of it was enthusiasm, but I wanted to do, you know, the one-to-one -one healing and I wanted to start my blog and I wanted to write a book and I wanted to, you know, start a podcast and I wanted to do all the things. And I was trying to do all of them at once. And then I really had to reel myself back in and say to myself, I have to focus on one thing at a time. And it was really, really hard because I had so many things I wanted to do. And I was like that little toddler having a tantrum saying, but no, I don't want to just focus on one thing. I want to do it all. But of course, I wasn't getting anywhere because yeah. I was spreading myself so thinly that it, it, I wasn't making the progress I wanted. And Absolutely. it was just like going around in circles. Yeah, and so these are like very typical behavioral patterns of um, sabotaging blocks, self-sabotaging blocks. But then, of course, they are like um, very common, so to say, beliefs such as I'm not good enough. Um, you know, this is something most people are somewhat aware of. 
at a certain age at least. And um, also a very common one is who am I to charge that high of a price? Who am I to, um, you know, present myself as an expert? Who am I to do this or that, you know? Who am I to say I'm a healer, you know? And, um, and also like, what would other, other think of me? Like, this is a big fear that helps, uh, holds people back to go live, you know? And, and I think for healers in particular, or in this holistic and spiritual space, yeah. when we start working as, you know, um, entrepreneurs and coaches and working as self-employed people who previously, I was the same as you, I was working in the corporate field, I was working in marketing and PR and events, and it was all very glamorous and it was, I was very successful. And when it came to working for myself and presenting what I knew, all of those things came up. Who am I to do this? What, you know, qualifications do I have? Even though I was trained as a Reiki master healer and uh, in meditation, but all those questions, you know, am I qualified? Um, and of course, pricing is a huge one that comes up where healers give away their services for free and think that they can't charge for it. And I know a lot of people who are listening will resonate with that. And they'll say, oh, well, you know, it's a friend, um, yeah. you know. So yeah, that's a huge one as well. Yeah. And so, so these are like very common kind of like behavioral and then mindset patterns. And then of course, um, very often um, my clients have fear of success, very deeply rooted. Um, very often from previous lives, especially women, you know, it's just, I mean, um, having ancestors in, in Europe, you know, most likely you have been burned in one of your lives or raped for being who you are. And um, so and these fears are sometimes so deeply ingrained in us, you know, that uh, we then, no, no, I, I, can't I can't show my gift. I can't make money with this because, you know. So this, so, uh, this is really big. Be... I want to go into this a little bit more because yeah. that fear of success, often people don't even realize that no. that's a fear. Um, no. A lot of people know the fear of failure, um, but not realize that there's a fear of success. But what I wanted to ask you is, can somebody have both at the same time, a fear of failure and a fear of success because yeah. often it's not one or the other no it can be both it it you know like i think it, it, you, the fear of success for example could be from a previous life or several previous lives um or parallel lives however you see it um and the fear of failure could be from this life you know um so it could be like this whole bunch of beautiful <laughs> beliefs that intertwine and block you on these different realms and then um and this is for example why i'm so happy that i have this experience this extensive experience in coaching because i think clearing it on the mindset and emotional level and subconscious energetic level is one thing but then actually learning how to be successful that is a conscious effort you know um having been self-sabotaging myself in so many different ways learning success is such an important aspect you know that it's that i am capable to be successful and also to view my past differently so so yeah no you can have both so tell me about that a little bit more what are when you're working with someone say it is the fear of success or something like that that's coming up what are the steps that you take them through 
in order to address that, to acknowledge that and to dissolve that belief and to, you know, put in place a new positive belief? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, um, because I've been working so, with so many different women and on myself, I came up with this program and it's a four month program where we really like, you know, first, like on a logical level, realize, okay, what are your behavioral patterns and what are certain beliefs? And also very important, what are the circumstances you grew up in? What is the reality you believe? Like the reality that formed you when it comes to success, when it comes to money, you know? So what are these beliefs? And we go very deep in this aspect because I cannot help someone with their future if they are not a aware of their past and are willing to let go of their past this is a very important aspect so then in this program we have four healing trance session where we really go deep into you know like um, where do these beliefs come from and um, mostly they come from certain experiences we made and it's also very important always very important to understand okay so you experienced this what conclusions did you make out of that it's not the experience itself it's always the conclusion you made from it and then um, you know we look at like the reality we grew up we look at the conclusion we made and then we will form better beliefs and um, and then also I'm a big fan of journaling because this is a great way to really explore the next level version, explore like all these different layered uh, layers of self-limiting beliefs that um, journaling is a big aspect of working with me. I use uh, certain prompts to really dig in deep, to really help them to discover like not only the next level version, how she thinks, how she feels, how she acts, uh, but also um, then be able to really let her play out in your everyday life. And also um, what is still lingering within you that hinders you from being that version. So it's basically, we start with, so this is basically repeating itself over this course because we start with the success and or money blocks, the beliefs around these areas, and then we start building the self-worth and the confidence, you know, because we are all born completely confident in our worthiness, in our lovability, in being worthy of receiving, you know, like every baby is like, when you look at babies, they are all born with that. And basically what I do is like, we look at all the, trash we collected you know and then like okay do we still need that no because that is also a very important aspect um for me is i do not override free will and i don't want to and i can't and uh, so it's always like okay do you want to let this go now or do you want to linger on you know because if someone wants to linger on i cannot you know so so yeah basically that's what happens we always like look at the past we look at what is the current situation and rewrite it and discover what caused it and then reprogram the mind basically brilliant so you mentioned about somebody if they want to linger in that space is there any benefit to them lingering in that space um is it that some people just take a little bit longer um is there any positives that come out of it or is it always that they need to keep moving forward well, I mean, this can 
could that can actually have multiple reasons. Um, a, they um, there's still like this worthiness or trust issues that they don't trust that they are worthy of letting go or that they believe it gives them some sort of benefit, you know, like if I, um, if I keep on, if I hold on to that fear of success, I have this awesome excuse to just like, you know, so there can be um, weird, twisted, uh, not consciously there reasons why people want to linger on. But um, it always and in the end comes always down to self-worth and trusting, trusting in yourself, trusting that you all that you live in a loving universe and that the universe wants to support you. So at the end of your four months together, is this one to one or a group situation? Well, this is a one-to-one. This is an exclusive one-to-one healing and mentoring program. Okay. So uh, at the end of the four months then together working with you, what can they expect? What results do they achieve? So uh, basically uh, they feel way lighter and more energized, uh, like more energy is, for example, one of the big things. But of course, um, that's not the main goal. Many people, like whether they procrastinated or would put off things like this kind of those behavioral things, they've stopped and they're like, oh, I have an idea and I'm going to launch it. Like, for example, one of my clients, she did a launch in October. And even though she put so much effort in and spent so much money on ads, like her sales rate was like one percent. And after working with me, she had an idea of a new program to launch and she launched it within like 10 days and her sales rate was 17%. And she nearly 17. 17. Wow. Yeah. And she nearly spent any money on Facebook ads or anything. She just, instead of not going live, which she did before, she would go live like on a whim, like, oh yeah, I feel like going live. And um, through that, she sold tickets and stuff like that. So the fear of not of, of presenting yourself online will be gone, you know, and yeah, the success rates go up and, um, and feeling more confident, realizing how worthy you are, because I also include frequency work, you know, in this, in this four month program. So it's really like, um, basically a transformational experience, not only for your business, but also for your life. Um, and tell me about frequency work. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we live in a universe uh, built up on frequencies and um, those frequencies, um, you know, can also be with, because of all those beliefs we collected through all those different generations and stuff and society and religious, they can be dimmed down, so to say. And what I do with my clients, I allow them to connect with a frequency of abundance, which is basically the frequency of the earth, the nature and the universe. And I allow them to connect with them so that this energy, um, they can basically um, so that they allow this frequency to flush through their body, through their cells, so that that this frequency can actually heal them and cleanse them. And that also means that, um, you know, sometimes there will be days where you feel really tired or, you know, like letting go is kind of work, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you realize, you suddenly realize things even on a deeper level. Ah, and this is why I did this. And this is why, you know, have this behavioral pattern. And then again, it's your free will, but doing this aspect of, 
adding frequency work to this program has been such a game changer because it's all about frequencies. And yes, we can work with our mind, but if you actually allow the people to connect with the frequency of abundance, of fulfillment, of completeness, like it's a whole new healing experience. So do you work with sound healing and harmonics or how does that come through? No. So um, it's basically, I, I use trance as, a, as my medium, so to say. And, um, but, you know, all the healers I work with, they put themselves in trance. But I put my client into trance and uh, I'm capable of guiding them into such a deep state of trance that I can allow them to really connect with the universal um, energy of one. And so that they basically have access to their un unlimited potential. And by that, I allow them or guide them basically to whatever is needed to be discovered, or I guide them to connect with the energy of frequency of abundance or whatever is needed to then really just do it because we all have this potential and I just basically guide them to do it and then because for me it's also very important that then once they have worked with me and if they choose to they can continuously use the tools I've taught them and use them for themselves you know brilliant so. and I love that you put it back to them that you're not doing it for them they're doing it for themselves and you're empowering them to do it that is very important for me. That is mm -hmm. super important for me. And that is why it's important. You know, I like finding my niche and finding my ideal client. I understood at some point there are people out there who for sure could benefit working with me. That is not the question, but they are not willing to do their part. You know, so I knew instinctively at some point I understood that the women I work with or the men, if they chose to work with me, choose to work with me, um, you know, they they are the my ideal client wants to improve and is willing to do the work because self-improvement is work. Well, I agree. And you have to be willing to put in the time and the effort. Yeah. And I think that's one thing when I was a Reiki healer and I was doing one-to-one -one healings that I would say frustrated me, but I, I came to a point where I realized I, that people are coming to me and they're asking me to heal them. Mm -hmm. And ultimately their body is healing itself. I was just the conduit, but I didn't like that they kept coming to me saying, fix me or heal me mm -hmm. because they were giving their power away. Mm -hmm. So now the way I work is I give people the tools and they can go off and use the tools themselves and they can connect with the angels and learn yeah. how to do that. Um, and they're not constantly having to say, fix me or do this, um, which and I love Reiki. Don't get me wrong. I think Reiki is amazing. But <laughs> I do think that there can be a tendency to for some clients to give their power away and just say, fix me, you know, deal with this. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. Yeah. So it is so important to empower others and to give them the tools, as you say, to do the work themselves. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's a commitment to doing the work and to saying that I'm going to do this. It's not easy. And here's where probably some self-sabotage patterns come in. Um, mm -hmm. But I love that you 
go through it over four month period. And really, it sounds like you're really there for them in a deep way Mm -hmm. to help them through the process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, During these four months, they basically have access to me. Uh, I don't want to say 24 seven, but of course I have my time where I, you know, take care of myself. Um, But um, I'm basically, uh, it's it's an exclusive one-on-one and I want it to be an exclusive one-on-one experience, you know, and I want to combine all these different tools that also help me on my way of recovery. Because if you're a professional self-saboteur, you know, it, you need someone to cheer you up, to motivate you, to inspire you. And I love that, you know, I love being there for my clients. I love working with them one-on-one and like really also pointing out to them, okay, we have to look at this or we should look at this. And, you know, maybe you use this journal prompts and let's look at this. And so that is what I, I have such a passion for that. And this is why I think this, one-on-one is ideally for people who are ready for that. But I also am about to launch a group program because I know some people are not ready for one-on-one. And I think um, after working with one-on-one clients for quite some time, I'm like, okay, I found a way to put this in a group program and I'm about to launch that one. So you're going to be working with groups as well? Yes, I want to incorporate this so I can give more people the opportunity to really benefit from this amazing program. Brilliant. And do you tend to work with people who are in business, who are spiritual teachers or healers, or do you work with everyone? Is there a criteria for who you work with? Mm -hmm. Well, not, I mean, I... Um, I started my journey focusing on women, but I also have worked with men, you know, uh, if, if I feel the energy fits, then I, I, I also work with men. I do uh, work with, as mentioned, ambitious women. Uh, I prefer to work with ambitious women, whether or not they are self-employed, because these principles also work when you are um, employed, you know, in a corporate job, for example, and you feel like you've been stuck or going in a rut uh, for way too long and you really want this next promotion or whatever. So this is also possible. And I also have, um, you know, people who work in the healing um, industry, if I may say it like this, but I also have artists, you know, who suddenly like, she just emailed me yesterday that um, she just uh, sold six of her paintings, you know? Um, So it it doesn't really matter for me. It's more important that the women are wanting to really tap into their full potential and let go of all the drama and just you know that is for me most important it sounds so powerful um and if people want to work with you how do they get in touch with you where can they find you Mm -hmm. So um, I'm on Instagram and in Facebook. Currently, um, the pages are still on German, but they can reach me at hello at katrinisel.com. But maybe we can link it in your description box if something like this exists. Yeah, we'll and put it in the show I, notes. Yes, and my, my uh, informational page on the self-sabotage resolution, the my signature program is available in English. So um, they can check out my... Um, the sales page for the self-sabotage resolution if they are intrigued to look at it and if they're intrigued to let go of any self-sabotage. 
Brilliant. So and we'll of course, if they speak German, they can find me at katrinniesel.com. Wonderful. Well, there's people listening from all around the world and also from Germany. So I'm sure you will have a few people who will go on and have a look. But your uh, program, as you say, is in English, the page for that. So they can have a look. So we'll put all the links in the show notes. And um, I hope that whoever needs to find you will find you and get what they most need from it. Um, I think it's wonderful, the work that you're doing and so needed. So well done. Um, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I probably could stay talking with you for another couple of hours, um, but you've given us such a wonderful taste into what you do. So thank you so much. Um, if you are an empath who would love to connect with your angels so that you can stop doubting yourself and start trusting you are guided and take, taken care of, you can also join my free class, How to Get Clear Guidance Without Doubting Your Decisions. So you can go to sandraray.com forward slash angels to get the class straight away. And I'll also put a link in the show notes. So thank you all very much. I will see you very soon for the next episode of the Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. Thank you so much. I had such fun. Thank you so much, Sandra. Bye-bye.